0: Hello and welcome to episode nine of Flynn's Talk. We are coming to the end of season one. Jez, welcome back for another uh, fabulous chat. Thank you very much. Yeah, only
1: only one episode to go of this season. It's been a it's been a nice little adventure we've gone on.
0: It has been, mate. And um, we set out to speak to to all sorts, and we've managed to speak to vets, um, mental health workers, um, R U O K ambassadors, and we realised uh, we hadn't touched on the study side. Uh, of veterinary science. So we've managed to track down a special guest who we've uh, linked up with on the socials, known as uh, @vetmedkid. Say that one five times quickly. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting a, a bit of a different perspective uh, in this episode. Yeah, that's it.
1: It's a bit more of an insight into, into what happens in the schooling years, how, how everything works, and also a bit of an insight into how study is during, during the COVID crisis.
0: Well, that's it because we've talked about, uh, well, yeah, we obviously started this podcast because of COVID and, and it got the ball rolling um, and, and the fact that we've talked about normal times and what is the new kind of normal people have ad- adapted to and um, how have people had to adapt and pivot and be agile during COVID. So we're going to hear about all that and more um, with today's guest. Excellent. Let's get into it. Jez, uh our guest is joining us from, it looks like some sort of government bunker or um, some sort of form of... I would go with fancy hotel. Yeah, actually, it's probably... That lamp actually looks expensive. Um, and that's interesting because ScoMo is paying for Leanne's uh, hotel while she's here in Australia after coming back from New Zealand. Leanne, welcome to Flynn's talk. Thank you.
2: I am in a very expensive hotel and I thank the government so much. It's great.
0: Auckland is home for you, but... Uh, well, Queensland has been home for you while you've been studying vet science. Just talk us through, you're in quarantine, so you've only just come back?
2: Yeah, I arrived on Friday. So this is my third day of being in quarantine. Um, and I spent all of lockdown in New Zealand. It was a bit crazy. Um, I, I'm supposed to be on my final year rotations at the moment. So it's supposed to be entirely practical. Uh, but because of COVID, we had to move all online
0: so what did you get the old Barnaby Joyce as soon as um, well it was Barnaby Joyce's uh, policy when he gave Johnny Depp's dogs the, the boot did you get the boot as soon as COVID hit or how'd you like why'd you have to go home
2: <laughs> yeah you, get, you guys didn't want me in the country anymore <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I made the decision to to go home um, it was a bit of a hectic time to be honest because I had spent summer in New Zealand and I had just got back into Australia. I was there for 12 days and then I went back to Auckland. Um, so I had I was supposed to go to Australia and do my one more week of um, placements because I had done a 10 week stint and then I had one week of exotics and then I was going to have a one week break. But I spent one day in my exotics rotation and at lunchtime, they told us that that was going to be our one and only day because uh, social distancing was going to be taking effect. So we went home and then for that the rest of that week, they were kind of like, we don't really know what's happening. The government hasn't really said anything, but we just know that you're not allowed at the university. So kind of just take that week off. So we did. Yeah. And then the week after that, um, I just used it for self-study. And during that next week, Um, I kept trying to contact the uni, just being like, hey, are we going to go online? Because if we are, I would like to go home to New Zealand because my friends, so my housemates, they were going to go to their houses in Brisbane and then I was just going to be left alone in Gatton for who knows how long if Australia ended up going into proper lockdown. Um, And I'm not great by myself. I am a very extroverted person. So that was not going to be a good thing for me.
0: And also too, like Gatton is like, you know, kind of near Brisbane, but for people from Victoria, Gatton's probably like Geelong to Melbourne City or like Wollongong is to, to Sydney City. Like, it's kind of just out out there, right?
2: Yeah, like we have one main street type thing and we have like a Coles mm. and an IGA. we oh, have got a main street. That's it, yeah, so it's not, not huge. Um, and, yeah, so on the Thursday night, I managed to get in contact with uni and they were like look we've literally just had a meeting you can probably go home because we will go online we don't know if you're going to be able to get back so who knows what's going to happen with your graduation so i was on the phone to my parents and um they booked me a flight and then Friday morning, I flew out. So that was the most spontaneous trip I've ever made.
1: And so now are things, are things starting to resume with your placements and everything? Is that is that what brings you back here?
2: Yeah. So we're supposed to be starting placements on the 29th of June. Um, it's going to be very social, socially distanced and everything. Um, so not everybody's going back straight away. But I knew that I'd have to do my two weeks quarantine. So I had to come back with enough time to do that before starting rotations but to be honest I don't really know what the the rest of the year is going to look like for me I know I have to do um, make up weeks of rotation um, but it's like it's taking ages to make appropriate uh, schedules for everybody because they have to get in contact with outside providers and get government permission and university permission and all that kind of thing so um, we're about to get rotation schedules for the next two weeks, and then the next two weeks after that will come eventually. So it's a bit hectic.
0: <laughs> to backtrack a little bit, um, for those listening, you're actually in your last year, so it is you are at the pointy end, and this has all just come on. Like acknowledging that it's it's been a bit hectic and crazy, and and the story of going home and now you're back. But in all seriousness, it has thrown a real curveball, I imagine, into your last year of study right that's that, that'd be stressful
2: yeah hundred percent I mean the first thing that kind of crossed everybody's minds was are we actually going to get to graduate at the end of this year
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah so this is this is our fifth year of the degree I did a year before that so this is my sixth year of study and so yeah. I'm kind of like can we just stop <laughs> now I just want to graduate yeah. Um, yeah but then there's other things that we were worried about like because this year is supposed to be entirely practical are we going to graduate with without having good enough practical skills, um, which I mean, it's there's probably an element of that, but through doing these online rotations, the amount of knowledge that we've been able to get from it, because we spent like the whole day with the clinicians without them having to worry about actual patients, um, I feel like the knowledge will kind of be good enough that we can just pick up the practical skills along the way.
1: So you felt that the that the online classes have not really detrimented to your study so much.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been oh, very really impressed good. with them. The university managed to go entirely online for our fifth year rotations in nine days, and they've just done an amazing job of it. I think.
0: Wow, that's quite impressive. The idea of the rotations and the placement, though, is so that you're out there and finally getting your hands into it, right, so to speak. But like, you can't you can't cut open a cat from home. You can't cut up a dog from from zoom you can't run an iv or monitor a heart rate like so like what actually in a practical sense with jeremy and i obviously aren't veterinarians like just so we understand like what are you actually able to do online
2: yeah so the the main thing i think with the practical uh, rotations aside from actually doing the practical stuff is being able to see a lot of different cases and so with being online we've been able to just be like shown so many different cases and what's common and what's not so we've all got the same baseline knowledge as opposed to just um, hopefully seeing that case while you're out on practical so that's been good Um, yeah look I mean definitely not able to practice my suturing and stuff like I'd like to Uh, some people do have suture kits and stuff so they're able to do that I had to leave mine in Australia because I only had hand luggage so I couldn't take sharp things on the plane but that's okay. Um, yeah I think just the main point is really that we have been able to see a lot of different cases and then at the same time um, our rotations have simulated consults so we've been able to practice as being the clinician Um, so we practice our communication skills, which I think has been amazing because it means that it's only our peers who are acting as clients. So they're, I mean, they can still be pretty difficult clients for us, like make us work for it. Like I did one, I was the client a little while ago and I put on the, the waterworks and stuff, you know, tried my hat at acting, um, tried my hat at acting. But yeah, I think it's just been great to be able to practice communication skills and then when we have to be the clients we have to make up the case so then we have to think about all the elements that um, like we know that our clinician will ask for a certain diagnostic test like radiographs but then we have to go find radiographs that actually show the right information or blood work we have to figure out what the glucose would be looking like on the blood work or something like that or um, your red blood cells and that kind of thing so we've had to really I, th- I feel like it's been great in terms of mental stimulation.
0: That's impressive. Uh, as a little side note, um, my cat is actually sitting here on my lap as we record. Um, she's very sweet and she's actually been sick recently. But uh, the other day I had to do a web vet consult because it was public holiday. It was Queen's birthday holiday. Yeah. And um, that's probably something that I feel like could stick around. There's a particular vet group, Green Cross, who are doing those. I'd, I'm not sure if other clinics are as well, but it's been well promoted that JX are doing that and I found that the vet who I spoke with, um, he was fantastic. Like he he really had obviously embraced that online thing, which so much time has been spent on Zoom calls. He's probably like I could have been the fourth person he spoke to that day of fifteen. God knows how long he was he was gonna be on WebVet on call. Another point to that is I suppose how much time you've had to spend on Zoom, right? Yeah, because far out. <laughs> I'm getting no offense, Jez. I'm over it. <laughs> You're sick of seeing my face, are you? No, I'm just. I think I just. I miss the human interaction. Um, yeah. Face to face, the body language. Leanne, for you, like you've been spending, I suppose, hours a day, hours and hours per week on Zoom, right?
2: Yeah, this is my eleventh week of Zoom, um, and we tend to do like eight a.m. to four p.m. or nine a.m. to five p.m. type days. Um, with like a a few breaks during the day and everything. Um, But like you guys were saying in um, your, I think it's episode three about Zoom fatigue, I feel like it's a very real thing Um, because you you literally just have to sit there and I feel like you have to engage almost a lot more than what you do when you're like face-to-face type thing because you're having to figure out everything through voice and like not body language and stuff. Like it just doesn't come across the same way on zoom as it does in real life so and then also i feel like i'm sitting here the whole day and my brain gets mentally tired but my body isn't at the same kind of fatigue level so i just feel really confused a lot of the time
1: and is there the same like you mentioned jack with the with the virtual virtual consults i guess is there anything being said in your study about how how to sort of tackle being able to do a consultation on an animal that you can't physically touch you may be able to see it, but you can't actually sort of feel its organs and take a take measurements and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a difficult part. Uh, telemedicine is actually something that is, um, it's kind of on the uprise, I think. And I think after yep. COVID, it's kind of gonna stick around a lot more. Um, We haven't had to do much like actual telemedicine um, while we're online because we have the clients telling us what the physical exam would be like. We ask them for it when we do our simulated consults. But I have been told that um, we might be having to be introduced to telemedicine when we go on clinics again. I'm not 100% sure if that's going to happen, but I, I could imagine it would be a thing. Yeah. It
1: could be a bit of a steep learning curve, I imagine.
2: Definitely. Yeah. It's totally different when you're not able to actually see the animal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I get so many messages from friends and stuff where they're like, Hey, my dog's sick. Can you help me? And I'm like, look, I'm not, not able to actually help you legally, but I, I feel like I would find it so difficult without having seen their animal just by doing it online so
1: oh, I, I mean I think I sent uh, I think I sent Flynn a message when he was in London our, our pup we had only had our puppy for about six months and we were in the park and it got stung by a bee so we were, I was furiously sending him messages saying should I go to the vet is she gonna die what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> nothing he sent back just relax it's just a bee sting she'll be fine yeah
0: yeah I've certainly I've been guilty of being that guy and I really hate being that guy um but we have built up such an amazing network too through doing this and doing the walks like and and yeah everyone's always a champ when i sing out and go hey i'm a little bit worried or i want to bounce an idea so that that's um really good and i actually did do the whole like um skin skin elasticity test and had to smell the cat's breath and all this like stuff that was um there was very different um ultimately we end up going to the vet the next day as well for a, for a check-in but um we're well, speaking of online i actually wanted to ask you about your online stuff because you have documented your journey through vet school um, a lot. Like, how did that start? Why did you Why did you decide to put yourself out there?
2: Look, it didn't really start from any, um, I, I guess I didn't really have a plan with it. My main reason is because I was scrolling through Instagram on my personal Instagram and I ended up following so many different vet accounts that I was missing out on all my friends' stuff. So, I was like, oh, let me just start a new one so I can see both. Um, but I guess my my why for uh, being online um, has changed throughout. So at first it was so that I could see, the, like separate vets from my friends. And then it kind of changed to a bit of a way for me to uh, kind of keep a diary of my journey for myself. And then I used it as a study method because I would do like quizzes and that kind of thing. After, after my day of studying, I would do quizzes for people and that kind of thing, or I'd make a post of like a summary and that kind of thing. But now it's really changed because somehow I've like grown a following. And I think, um, a lot of people have, I've been able to get quite a few friendships out of it. Um, it's been great for networking, but then I find it a, a really good support network because, there's nobody else that's going to understand exactly what you're going through other than people who are going through the same thing. Mm. And so vet students all across the world have the same struggles. Our courses might be slightly different, but we all have the same, um, like we have a similar work ethic and we want to do the best that we can, which I mean, I suppose a lot of people do, but it just seems vet students are like, let's be the absolute best, you know? Um, And so, yeah, it's just such a great way to just kind of check in on people and be like, hey, are you are you doing okay today? Or um, how'd you do on that exam? You know that kind of thing. And um, people do it back to me, which I find so helpful. Yeah. And I
0: think so it's also, growing that sense of community. It's really nice. Sorry, Jess.
1: No, no, you're good. I was just going to say, I think also being someone who isn't a veterinarian, looking at looking at page, Instagram pages like that, it, it gives you an insight into someone's profession where is is very behind closed doors that you don't really get to see much about a vet's day-to-day practice in life and like there's pictures of you with a with your arm halfway up a cow let's say yes. um that give you <laughs> that give you <laughs> a real insight <laughs> into no, what a vet never. has to go through
2: <laughs> yeah i mean are you really a vet student if you don't have one of those photos <laughs> yeah um i think what you like pointing out are the fact that other people can see it as well people not in the profession i've been doing like a little youtube thing called zoom tube sneaky little plug there um yeah no i've seen it um, Go for it. I've got, like, friends, my friends that aren't in the vet profession, and they've actually been watching it, and they've been enjoying hearing about other people's um, experience mm. through vet school as well. And, yeah, like you say, getting an insight uh, behind closed doors, really, which is great.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, people, people, as much as we all discuss our professions, you never really get that sort of in-depth look at what people actually do with their day-to-day lives, and it can be, it's quite interesting and quite uh It's something different that you don't often get.
0: So we talked a little bit about how uh, you lean on others and others lean on you. That's really nice. And I noticed as well, you've got in your Insta profile about your connection with um, the VMS Mentors program. Um, Can you talk us a little bit about like what that's all about? And again, like why did you become involved?
2: Yeah, gosh, VMS Mentors, I reckon is an awesome thing. It's just started up uh, this year, really. It's kind of kicked off. And uh, Dr. Dan over in America, he, it was his uh, idea. And basically the main part of it is a video library um, with short videos to help the new grad especially, but any veterinarian really. Um, veterinarian really. So it's um, basic like how to do a procedure. Like this is how you should be doing a spay type thing or um, this is how you should be working up a foreign body type um case you know so but then it's also got other things like uh if you're about to go into a consult with a dog with skin problems what are the main things you should be thinking about and that kind of thing and they're short enough videos that you can watch it just before the consult or just before the surgery so that you if you don't have somebody there to hold your hand you've still got the resources that you need and i think that's just so great like i and I, i also i feel like it's even better for the 2020 graduates who may have missed out on the practical elements of it. Like we may not have seen how to do a certain surgery. So to be able to have that and watch it before we go in, I feel like it's it's great. And I the reason I got on board is because I, th- I think it's amazing and I feel like everybody should be on board with it because it's such a helpful resource. And then they also do things, they've been doing uh, Instagram lives where they talk to different veterinarians and kind of find out... Uh, what new grads should be looking for in terms of a new job and that kind of thing, so they've they've just been giving their wisdom out to us like which is such a gift, so I think that's why i'm I'm part of it. I feel like it's so worthwhile that I was like, yeah, can you please sign me up
1: and especially since a lot of like especially when I was going through uni. 10 years ago now, it was a very individualized process where where you wouldn't really, like, it, although you do get support from your teachers and peers, there's not there wasn't that sort of mentorship that, that that you're now getting and being able to have that online, the videos, which I think is an excellent idea, as you say, that you can just watch it, get that extra bit of confidence before you go into a consult.
0: You could actually, like, make a case for that to be in a lot of industries as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it really should be something that should be implemented across other things i mean
0: i i've been i work in video production and and content creation but uh, i've been doing it for 10 years maybe a little bit longer now and i (laughs) still i still look up video tutorials when i get a new client job come through or i'm looking to try and do a new technique Mm. or something i haven't tried or something i've seen i don't know how to do it so a resource library sounds that sounds incredible so um you're heading into your last six months effectively right give or take a couple of weeks of, of some catch up what does the last six months look like and what are you looking forward to?
2: Yeah, like I said before, I kind of don't really know what the, the next six months look like. Um, I just know that I have to do uh, some small animal rotations, uh, some large animal rotations. Um, within the small animal, it's like different areas. So diagnostic imaging, referral surge, um, anesthesia, that kind of thing, and exotics as well. Um, and then I guess... The plan is to, and I have three assignments I have to write as well, so that should be fun. Um, And then the plan is to graduate at the end of December. Um, Hopefully my parents will be able to fly over and come to the ceremony. And then I want to go back to New Zealand.
1: And is there, have you looked into doing any sort of specialisation? Are you starting to think what sort of job you'll get after? Is there anything that's that's popping out to you?
2: Yeah, so I absolutely love uh, general practice. And I am so interested in both small animals and large animals, but my main, yep. um, my main area of interest, my main passions lie with camelids. So that's your alpacas and your llamas and your oh, yeah. camels, but you don't really have those in New Zealand. Um, yeah. So my, my goal is to become a, a GP for small animals and lifestyle animals. So that's your camelids and your small ruminants, so your sheep and your goats, and then your pigs, but all as pet animals. That's what I would yep. ideally go into.
1: And what's the population of llamas and alpacas like in New Zealand?
2: Uh, I'd say it's less than sheep.
1: Yeah, well, I
0: think everything's less than sheep there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not huge, but it's growing. I'd say.
0: Yep. I don't know if I was someone was pulling my leg, but aren't there more possums per head in a, in New Zealand? Than there are sheep per head.
2: We definitely don't have as many sheep as everybody thinks. I think Australia has more sheep per head than we do.
0: Yeah, I think we do. Insert insert memes.
2: The amount of times we've had a sheep joke, hey?
0: Someone definitely, I don't know, maybe someone someone might have been setting me up um, when I was in New Zealand about the possum thing. But um, anyway, I'll digress. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about uh, is uh, the fact that it's going to be a stressful time. It's already been a stressful journey for you studying. The last few months are going to be ramped right up. Like, what are you doing for yourself to manage your own study stress? Uh, I know that there are all-nighters, which are common across all sorts of study and Red Bull and coffees. But, you know, what, what's some of the good stuff um, you found works for you?
2: Yeah, so I have found recently that running is actually pretty good. Um, I hate running, but I found that it's good. Um I even went so far as to go for a 20 minute run in my quarantine lockdown room yesterday. Um yeah, I it's it's I think it's 8 meters long and I ran that for 20 for 20 minutes. So that was fun. Um Other things I like to do, I've recently downloaded the Center Fit app as well, and they do home workouts. So they're like half an hour workouts that you can do. You do it six days a week, and I've thoroughly enjoyed just exercising. Um, In saying that, I'm not like this athlete who is like super excited to go exercise all the time. I usually, it takes me forever to work myself up to actually do the exercise, but afterwards I feel so much better. Um, I think one thing that's also really helped me is I've been using the Centerfit app again, but I've been using it for sleep visualization. Um, I'm one of those people that has like the weirdest dreams. Like I sometimes I wake up and I'm like, what just happened? Like that was so weird. Um, And I can remember them quite vividly. So I think I just have like, like unrestful sleep. But after doing the sleep visualization thing, it's like six minutes before I, like, while I'm falling asleep and it's helped me so much. So I think that's really important because I think, I feel like we underestimate how good sleep is for us. Um, Yeah. yeah, So that's definitely a big thing. And then other things like I, I take breaks, I go for walks with my family um, and my dad, he likes to, he likes to tell me little quotes that he makes up which I kind of have like replaying in my brain all the time during exam period and they're they're stupid things like you're on a war footing I don't know why he says that but okay and then hit it with a big stick it's basically just like go out there and do it and then he'll like video call me in and he's found a stick and he's like brought it into the room he's like hit it with a big stick so stupid little things like that Um, Your
1: dad should start a mantra company. He should. Yeah, here we go. He
2: really should. But my favourite one of his is he likes to tell me, you were good enough to get in, so you're good enough to keep going.
0: Yep, I like that.
2: Dang, Dad, that was good.
0: (laughs) Yep, that's insightful. Yeah. That's wholesome. I like it.
2: So, I think, um, yeah, I like to do the exercise and focus on sleep and... But during the actual exam period, I find that if I move around, so change my location for where I'm studying, I feel like I can get refreshed and um, keep going a lot better. And then I did find, I went through like a real rough time in second year and then again in third year because I had just like said yes to doing way too many things, too many responsibilities, you know. Um, And I had to sit down after calling my mom and crying to her for like an hour. I had to sit down and reevaluate my life. And basically from that, I looked at my mornings and I realized that I was getting up too late in the morning. So I'd literally have five minutes to eat my breakfast, shower and turn up at lectures. So I basically decided to wake up a bit earlier and I would do 10 minutes meditation and then I would just repeat these mantras in my head um, while I was getting ready for the day. And then only after that, I would check my social media because I used to check it as soon as I woke up. Um, And then, yeah, that kind of just changed my whole life, really. Like I, I felt so much more relaxed when I woke up in the morning and having those mantras to focus solidly on um, really kind of just changed my mindset, I guess. Um, so yeah, I feel like just reevaluating how you do things is often really good. And I actually, I took myself to the guidance counselor as well, which I feel like I've told a lot of people, like, it's okay to go see a counselor. But then when I was in that situation, I was like, far out, I don't want to go see the counselor. Like, this is not cool type thing. But I went and, um, she basically told me the way that I changed my morning routine was great and then she also suggested having like a pretty area in my room so that whenever I felt stressed I could look over and um just relax by looking at that. So I liked that. Yeah, it was really nice and I think being able to go to the counselor once I was there I was like why was I so nervous about this? Like it's it's chill. So yeah. That's what I kind of do, I guess.
0: That's really cool because, like, you're talking about things that are environmental and routine as well. The Adjustments in the day when you wake up, things like that, and where you sit and how you study. Really easy things to adjust. Yeah,
2: I'm all about finding the easy ways to change things because I feel like if, if you find, like, if you... Look for a difficult solution. You're not going to do it because you're already stressing out about exams. So, just easy little things, that's where I go. Yeah.
1: And in terms of being locked in a hotel for two weeks, has that changed? Has that turned your life upside down? Is that. Are you, are you more productive or <laughs> everyone's saying that all, through this lockdown, everyone has to be so productive and you've got all this free time, but is it actually working?
2: Look, I feel like during the day I can be quite productive, but being on Zoom all day, i reach the end of the day and I'm just exhausted and I have to switch off. Even during the, during the weekends, I take Saturday off. Like I just do whatever I want except for uni on Saturdays and then Sundays I'll kind of like ease into it again. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I have been productive. Um, I've also procrastinated and I feel like that's okay because we're literally yeah, going through exactly. a pandemic. So.
1: Yep, exactly right.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's something that um, when I first had to start working from home um, full time and then now I'm actually not been working at all the last kind of seven weeks or so, but it sounds pretty... Uh, Pretty blunt in a way, but some of our bosses just said to us, it's okay if you wake up tomorrow or the next day and, and just do an okay job or do a crap job is what she actually said, um, which was something that she'd learned from like a, a business kind of seminar, culture building kind of thing, just to remind yourself that, yeah, you can just kind of, if, if you just get something done and it's only half asked for today, then that's okay. Don't punish yourself because tomorrow you can you can get it back to normal or next week whenever whenever it comes about.
2: I feel like also being online... I'm just going to throw this out there, but I actually realized that I struggle to be online just with reading. And I looked into it and I've actually f- found out that I have problems with pattern glare. So my words, they like dance on the screen and then the spaces, they like form together and like cause rivers. So. During lockdown, I obviously couldn't do anything about it, but I called the uni and I was like in tears, like, look, I'm trying, but I'm so slow at reading and stuff. And they were so good about it. Like they just gave me some solutions and everything and told me to tell my clinicians and all that. So after that, I've been, I've gone to an optometrist and had like a two hour test done on me and all that kind of thing. And um, so now I'm getting glasses that have like lilac tints on them. So I'm really excited to get them, haven't arrived yet. I like it. Yeah. So, that was like another added stress, I guess, of being online. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, The things you discover when when you're forced to. Exactly. Yep. Now, we're all spending a lot of time on screens as it is and uh, more time during this time, in particular, like with doing Flynn's talk, Jez and I have done all of them um, via Zoom or or some means of remote communication. Um, So, it's it's fatiguing. So, I suppose like, you know, the message to take from that is for anyone out there, if you're feeling like... Your eyes or your head or your hands, whatever part of it is, needs a break, then take that break, take the time, um, draw a breath, step away, go outside. A good friend of mine just always says, It's sunny outside, or even if it's not, it's fresh air, get out there, get some daylight, breathe in the air. Um, it helps me, I know that. So make sure you're doing that as much as you can. I know it's hard when you're on hotel lockdown. Um, and we appreciate you having a chat, and I know that you've got long days and a lot of commitments at the moment, but. Um, Thanks for having a chat on our little podcast and um, we'll be following your adventures across your last few months and, and into your early working career. And beyond.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, I've absolutely loved being able to chat with you guys and obviously chat over Instagram and stuff. Um, I first kind of got involved, I bought a bandana and then took it out to Europe with my brother, which was my first know, kind of yeah, that
0: was epic. interactions yep. Yep. with
2: you guys. So I'm so glad that since then we've been able to chat and stuff and definitely one day let's get this Flynn's walk out in New Zealand, hey?
0: Yep, I like it. Love it. Well, we're working on Queensland. Queensland will happen. Um, Later in the year, we hope, or, or into next year. Uh, and then, yeah, Flins Walk NZ would be... Flins Walk Across the Pond. Yeah. yeah, Pretty cool. Flins Walk Road to Vegas.
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: <laughs> so
2: Let's do it.
1: Before we finish up, I just thought if you wanted to let people know how they can follow you, how they can keep in contact with what you're doing online.
2: Oh, yes. Um, on Instagram, I am at VetMedKid. I am also at VetMedKid on YouTube. So check me out there. At the moment, I'm vlogging my time in quarantine, so watch That's me go excellent. crazy.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> great work. Keep it up. Um, we'll stay in touch and, and all the best during this lockdown.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Lovely. Thank you. Well, it was great to connect with the Vet Med Kid. Of course, well, we've been connected with her for a little while now through Instagram and, uh, and Facebook, but... Uh, awesome to get her perspective and appreciate that uh, she's also doing those late nights and and uh, studying abroad and in quarantine, Jez. Um, yeah, which is- yeah. Now, now, all while locked in a hotel room. <laughs> exactly right. It looked kind of nice, though. We might have to post a pic. It really
1: did, yeah. yeah. It really
0: did. Scomo,
1: ka-ching. Well, that, uh, those are our tax dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, in mean,
1: this isn't coming out of Scomo's pocket.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, we'll be recouping it for years to come, <laughs> um, yeah. Jez. Just quickly, uh, before we wrap up the episode, there's uh, always great support out there. Um, If in particular, you're you're finding study stressful as a vet student or a student of of anything, um, there's a lot of resources out there that are easily and quickly accessible.
1: There certainly are. You You can go to Beyond Blue. You can go to Kids Helpline if you're still under 25 or Headspace as well if you're under 25. Are you okay? I know it has a lot of resources for students. Um, if it if, if you are in a crisis or if you do need urgent help, call Lifeline on 114. You can call the suicide callback service, or if you feel it's an emergency, please call triple zero.
0: Excellent work, Jez. Thank you again for your time for another episode. And at the time of recording, we have uh, got some beanies left. You and I have had hours on yes. keeping our heads warm. So if you would like a Flinswalk beanie to get you through the winter, particularly here in Melbourne where it's damn cold uh, jump onto flinswalk.com.au if you don't follow us on the socials you can find us on Facebook and Instagram Uh, and of course uh, you can get in touch with us there or via the website Jez looking forward to booting this home next week with you and um, thanks for the chat. Thank you as well look forward to the next one